0: Welcome to the Mama Matters podcast. Whether you're expecting, you've recently given birth, or you're just starting along your fertility journey, it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty and sort fact from fiction. I'm your host, Rosie Dumbrell, physiotherapist and pregnancy expert. Mama Matters aims to provide an easily digestible, up-to-date and evidence-based approach to pregnancy, birth and motherhood, with a side dose of humour along the way. Interviews from the industry's leading experts and experience of my own adventures as a mother to three gorgeous boys under four i want to share the stuff that helps to grow confidence throughout motherhood mama matters is a podcast by lenny rose active and this is what you can expect to hear in upcoming episodes
1: the worst thing you can do is to stop exercising completely like i think if we can just find something that works for you in that third trimester just to keep you mobile strong leading into birth it's so important
0: Welcome back. Uh, Great to be back behind the mic. I think it is quite evident that I do love to chat. (laughs) I really hope that you're enjoying the content. And if you are, please let us know by taking a screenshot of the episode that you're listening to and giving us a shout out on on social. You can tag us at LennyRoseActive or use the hashtag MamaMatters. So today's guest is uh, the amazing Laura Kalea, or otherwise known as... Physio Laura. She is a women's health or pelvic floor physiotherapist and is a bit of a pioneer actually. She took her business from the offline or sort of bricks and mortar base to the online world a couple of years ago now and has spent the last couple of years building the most amazing online community and a virtual platform in which to provide safe and clinically effective exercises and advice and educate women about their own bodies and to really empower them to improve their health and well-being through. Pregnancy and beyond. And so I saw that she was running a free active birth class uh, recently, and I just couldn't help but really want to share uh, her wisdom, but also get the information out about her free online active birth class that you can access, especially given the crazy times that we're living in, with perhaps less access to the sort of antenatal classes and sort of that face to face care. So without further ado, um, here's Laura. Hi Laura, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You're welcome, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) We're just uh, chatting away uh, before we press record uh, ad nauseum about our children and businesses and having it all kind of flow together and um, how crazy it is to have a moment of peace. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) for for a very short Uh, period of time I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nighttime can go either way, but we seem to both semi have it under control, but that could change at any moment. Let's so. not it. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> listen to <laughs> <as> you want. <laughs> oh, funny. So I'd love to chat to you about active birthing and sort of what the background is around it, what the philosophy is behind active birthing and why you love to promote it. Sure. So, so active birthing, the, as it,
1: the word says, um, the whole premise is about movement and being active during labour. So the the whole idea behind it is that when you're having labor contractions, you're getting this buildup of adrenaline each time. Now we know with adrenaline, it's a fight or flight type of response. Now with labor, you cannot fly away. So you have to stay and fight. And uh, a really effective Mm. way to burn off that adrenaline is to move your muscles and use your muscles and be active, which actually helps that turn into oxytocin, which we know is a really good labor inducing hormone, as well as endorphins, which are our happy Mm. hormones. So it's a really effective way to manage labor sensations really well, get more of the feel good hormones happening. And it's a really good mental distraction and focus as well. And I think most people are inclined to want to do those things when they're feeling uncomfortable anyway. I think it's just really important to have the, the toolkit and the education and the information behind it. I think we're all naturally swayed to want to be active when we're feeling uncomfortable. And I always give the analogy of when you hit your thumb with a hammer, you don't just sit there and watch it swell up. Like You you rub it or you jump around or you, know, you pull your ear or you do something active to try and bombard your brain with pain-free stimulus so that the thumb doesn't feel so uncomfortable. And I think It's the same analogy with labor. So while your uterus is contracting and you're getting those uncomfortable sensations. You do other things with your muscles to try and bombard your brain with other pain-free stimulus and to burn off that adrenaline, get more oxytocin, get more endorphins flowing. So that that's kind of the sum up of what active
0: birth is. Sort of flies in the face of like everything we see on television. And I know for like first-time mums, like hopefully that's not kind of what they're envisioning is just sort of like hospital bed with the feet and stirrups. Uh, yes. What <laughs> <laughs> are the other reasons why if it's possible for you not to be, obviously other than when you're in the delivery phase, but in the of labor phase. Yeah, there are other sort of reasons why, you know, staying off that sort of laying on your back position is a good yes, idea. Yes, 100%. And
1: look, for the very, very small proportion of the population, they may have to be in that position because they're being monitored or if they've got a full epidural and they can't move. Like there are reasons why you may need to be on your back. But for the majority of healthy women with healthy pregnancies and uncomplicated labor, they should be able to move around. And It's so important because what we're trying to do is help facilitate what our body is already doing. And what our body is already doing is trying to descend that baby down, open the cervix and down into the vaginal or the birth canal. And so what we want to do is be upright Mm -hmm. so that we can help gravity do what the body is already trying to do. So if we're trying to get descent, if we're trying to get baby to move down, it makes sense that we are upright, getting gravity to also help with that. Mm. And when we're lying on our back, mm. we're not really getting any of that gravity pressure, helping with that descent pushing the baby's head onto the cervix to help with that dilation to eventually get the baby to move through the birth canal. So that's another way to think about active birth and why it's so important. And even from a pelvic position point of view, and a lot of women will report this, is that lying on your back can be very uncomfortable because it can close your pelvis down. So when you're trying to open your pelvis up, Mm. you want to be upright, you want to be sometimes leaning forward, particularly if you've got a posteriorly positioned baby where their spine is on your spine, the worst thing you want to do is to lie on your back because you're getting all that mm. extra pressure and it can be very, very uncomfortable. So, again, a small proportion of the population may not have much say in this if there are medical complications, but for the majority of women, lying on your back in birth is, is not a good option, if possible, uh, in labour. And in birth as well, to be mm. honest, but that's, again, yeah. not always uh, possible. But definitely through labour, you want to be moving, you want to be as upright as you can. And that doesn't mean, I think it's always good to preface that mm. as well with Uh, Some people get really excited, especially first-time pregnancy, and they stomp, march, sway, like do all the active movements. They exhaust Mm -hmm. themselves. So it's not about harder, faster, stronger, longer, like move as much as possible. It's just about being upright, doing some sort of active movement to try and bombard your brain with pain-free stimulus, but then also really resting in between contractions and really trying to conserve energy in between contractions because labour can be a marathon and you need to make sure that you don't burn yourself out in the first, you know, two hours because you're so active. You need to really be mindful of resting too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have done hypnobirthing for all of my sort of labor and deliveries, but I've still been very much in an upright position. I've given wow. birth, standing, kneeling, and That's kneeling. amazing. Yep. <laughs> so I feel like there's a bit of an overlap of like being active, but then the hypnobirthing is all about being very introspective and sort of definitely that sort of energy conservation, but also allowing you to, to move and to express yourself in a way that, feels right at the time so yeah i think that sort of it helps in some ways to sum up the active birthing you don't have to be like no, yeah no, around, no, no. but you can still be active in and positioning yourself in ways that assist the the baby yes. to come down the birth canal so, yeah just sort of back to you know if a woman does uh require or just desire to have an epidural is there a way that she can be positioned to assist, you know, sort of allowing the baby to still descend? Because, you know, I'm not sure if like the hospitals will allow you to sort of be in a little bit more of an upright position, like semi-recumbent on the bed or like, is there anything that can sort of still have that sort of gravitational and sort of anatomical assist once uh, you've look, had an epidural? It, I think it
1: really depends on the hospital, the protocol, your anaesthetist. I think my understanding is mm. there's lots of different variations. So there is something called a walking epidural and that is like a lower strength mm. version of an epidural. So it allows the woman to still walk around and use her muscles but still provides pain relief. Mm. So it's obviously a very different grade of anaesthetic so that you can still use your muscles and move around. However, majority of women that I see, that I deal with, that I treat are confined to the bed. Look, again, I think it really depends on your obstetrician. Like most women I know will be on their back for that. But this is where I think it's important to educate yourself beforehand because anyone who's read Juju Sundin's book, Active Birth Skills, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. She talks about the coffee plunger analogy. And I think this is a really brilliant one to talk about when we're talking about epidurals. This is talking about the pushing phase of labor. So Using your diaphragm and using your abdominal muscles to help with the pushing phase. We know the uterus does majority of the work, but we know that we can help it along by doing effective breathing strategies. And she talks about this coffee plunger analogy. And a lot of women gave her testimonials and feedback after she wrote that book saying how just getting their mind around what that coffee plunger breathing technique for the pushing phase looked like and felt like before they gave birth meant that when they went and gave birth and those who ended up having epidurals who couldn't feel anything from waist downwards were still able to use their muscles effectively to birth their babies well and they got lots of feedback from their midwives and their birth team that they were doing such an exceptional job and it's because they had that visual in their mind of the coffee plunger so look I'm not sure from a positional point of view whether you can get gravity working very much I think it'll be dependent on your hospital but you can still use tools like Mm. that coffee plunger so even if you may not in the most ideal position you've still got so much within your control to try and help your abs and your diaphragm work effectively to bear that baby down so I thought I think that's really important to know for those women Mm. it's not all lost if you can't feel anything if you can do the work beforehand and educate yourself and have an idea of what you're
0: trying to achieve it can still be really effective. Mm, That's awesome (laughs) and I'd just like to add a, (laughs) a side note that you know sometimes you know, your hospitals have policies, but you might not obey them. I literally uh, gave birth at St. Vincent's with Leo and they were like, you have to birth on the bed. And I was like on hands and knees on the ground and I, there was no way I was moving. And so my obstetrician got down on his hands and knees and caught the baby like that. And, Probably that's testament to what a legend he is, actually. Um, Absolutely. But <laughs> I was like, no. If there's no, no medical not, reason why not, you I'm need not gonna to do that. that. But, I, and that's
1: what I say yeah. to women as well is that trust your body. Like obviously your body was telling you this is mm. the right position for me right now. This feels most comfortable. And for some women they've told me that mm. they were on all fours and they then were flipped onto their back and they felt so mm. much better on their back. So, like, I think it's so individual. And I think if you feel mm. really good in a position and you're told to go into another position for no other reason than, you know, there's no medical reason, but if you feel better in another position, yeah, advocate for yourself, sure. Like I don't see why not. It's your birth and if there's no medical reason, why not? Mm. Give it a crack. There's so many positions you can give birth in. It doesn't
0: have to look like the movies. From my sort of pregnancy, uh, I guess, yoga training and birthing training, the position of the pelvic outlet being most open is supposed to be on your side with a sort of flexed knee, so you're in sort of hip extension so you're laying on your left side and you've got your like right knee sort of up towards your kind of armpit so it's Mm -hmm. in a bit of open sort of abduction is that sort of a position that you've heard of women not a lot I think the most common that I hear is obviously on your back because that
1: is common in
0: obstetrics
1: mm. but also being on on all fours or on your knees leaning over the edge of the bed that's a really common one too look sideways so, so like mm. occasionally um i don't hear a lot of stories about it but we do know that it is associated with lower chance of perineal tearing so it is a great position i think it's a really good position as well for people mm. who are really tired come the pushing phase so if it ticks the box mm. of less energy yeah.
0: required open pelvic outlet less chance of tearing well it's a pretty good one <laughs> you can you sort of recommend you obviously mentioned the book yeah. and sort of any other sort of great resources that you can recommend for women who are interested in finding a little bit more about how they can sort of prepare themselves for birth in this way especially given a sort of crappy situation that we're in at the moment where a lot of antenatal classes yes absolutely are um, so the book was Juju Sundin J-U-J-U s-u-n-d-i-n <laughs> I always
1: think it's good to spell those things out because otherwise everyone's like that's mm. unusual her book mm. is called active birth skills so it's available everywhere I think there's audio versions library not that the libraries are really open right now but yeah fantastic book highly recommend it <laughs> and in terms of other resources like I feel weird but I feel like I have to give my own one a plug because I did just record an active birth class of course you and do. it's wonderful <laughs> feedback and I just It's free. And I just think it's awesome if people have an hour to sit down and watch it with themselves, preferably with their birth partners as well, because there's lots of partner work in there. But you can download that at activebirthclass.com. And like I said, it's free. And you can watch that before you give birth. And I've got a couple of like little techniques or tactics in there, which I also think are really good. And this probably ties in a little bit with your hypnobirthing work that you did, Rosie. But I talk about doing the 60-second squat Mm. and the cold shower and the premise behind them, I'll just give you a very quick summary, is to hold a 60-second squat and practice Mm. techniques that you think might be helpful to you, whether that be breathing, counting, swaying, just focusing on your breath, meditation, whatever it is, and trying to manage the discomfort of the burn in your legs that you feel when you're holding a 60-second squat so that you can really start to work on training your mindset and honing in on the skills that might help you with uncomfortable sensations in labor. And the same goes for the cold shower is just to blast the shower at the end of your nice warm shower with cold water for 20 or 30 seconds and work on relaxing and focusing and meditating and work on your mindset and not just tensing up at that cold water, but instead trying to relax into it. And I think those two examples are the the closest I can think of, maybe you'll have another idea, of how we can make ourselves uncomfortable and try and mimic those labour sensations without obviously being in labour yet. So yeah, they're two tips that I recommend women do to try and
0: really hone their skill set before they head into the birth suite. No, they sound great. I mean, I definitely am a huge advocate of staying really active, leading right up to labour. Obviously, we're possible and not contraindicated otherwise but definitely like squatting repeatedly body weight or holding against a wall and breathing through it is a really good way just to sort of you know you've got to help the mind tolerate Mm -hmm. you know a high level of discomfort and then sort of also view it as something that's not threatening and if you're you're used to doing that, then sort of when the discomfort arises in labour, you're able to, I guess, yeah, do that with yeah. a little bit more ease. <laughs> Just as a mm-hmm. last sort of little question, is there anything else in terms of activity that you tend to promote? You've obviously got your Pregnancy Posse, which is an online program for women to stay active throughout the whole pregnancy period. So sort of as they get into the third trimester, what are sort of things that you're recommending that they add in or do as part of their sort of activity? Before I ever talk about exercise, I always think it's good to preface it with I think it's
1: important to do what feels good for you as well because I know I could say to women, hey, look, like, doing squats is great but if you've got pelvic pain or if you just hate squats or you know there's a reason why you really don't want to do it you do not have to do that Mm. like you can still have a great birth if there's another way of exercising that you enjoy but I do love squats I think squats are such a fabulous exercise throughout your whole pregnancy they're super functional it's a really great way if you're capable of doing full squats to open up the pelvic outlet as well in the lead up to birth and work on pelvic floor relaxation if that's something that you're already seasoned with I wouldn't recommend Mm. it to someone who has not done it before things like swimming are fantastic, nice, light ways to move your body, especially if you're starting to feel achy and heavy and uncomfortable. Because I think the worst thing you can do is head to the third trimester and you're feeling heavy, sore, and you stop exercising because then you're heading into labor, deconditioned, mm. tired, fatigued. And I think that that's already putting you a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to managing labor well because you need endurance to manage that really well and so I think it's important just to keep moving so whether that be walking Mm -hmm. swimming stationary cycling I'm a huge fan of during pregnancy as well I think that's such a nice way (laughs) to keep those muscles strong in your legs to get that really safe cardio workout but without overloading the pelvic floor a lot of women with pelvic pain can still manage a stationary bike really well as well so I really like cycling and then the sort of Work as mm. I do in the posse in the third trimester. A lots of like pelvic movements, so pelvic tilts, pelvic circles, lots of postural exercises. Because as your boobs are getting heavier and your tummy's getting heavier we tend to get a bit more hunchback so lots of like nice back and arm work to try and keep your posture good and again lots of squats because I think it's important to keep really strong through the glutes through the legs and you need that support for labor so they'd be the main oh and walking if you can walk I think that's a really lovely way to keep upright to keep moving in saying that walking can also be super aggravating for women with pelvic pain and if you are in that category I do not recommend walking so Mm. even though walking feels like the easiest lightest exercise in the world if it aggravates you it is not for you so even though it should you know be easy Mm -hmm. yeah certainly if you have pelvic pain i wouldn't recommend that but there's so many other options like i said the worst thing you can do is to stop exercising completely like i think if we can just find something that works for you in that third trimester just to keep you mobile, strong, leading into birth, it's so important. Yeah, very well said.
0: I definitely, definitely agree. So great, oh, such thank a wealth you. Of knowledge. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I will pop uh, all of the sort of resource information in the show notes, so women can just jump on and head straight over also to chat to you if I have any other questions. But Thank you so much for sharing your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rosie. Awesome. Thanks so much, Laura. Well, I hope you got as much out of that as I did. Laura is just such a wealth of knowledge and it is really great to have a number of different um, perspectives and sort of really educate yourself on There are so many different modes and methods of birthing and different sort of schools of thought. And I really love, uh, yeah, just sort of immersing myself in sort of all the different uh, types of things that there are because the more that we know the more that we can try and the more that we can sort of really find that thing that works for us and so yeah you can access laura's free birth class as mentioned i'll pop the details in the show notes and also find her online just at physiolaura.com and on instagram she is at physiolaura. so yeah what a great resource uh, jump on and have a look at the active birth class see what it's all about and And yeah, stay home, stay safe, ladies. And can't wait to continue to bring you more amazing health professionals and support during your pregnancy to motherhood journey. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Lenny Rose Active, Australian owned, three times mum and physiotherapist designed luxe active and technical wear for the pregnancy to motherhood journey. You can find us on lennyroseactive.com.au or on Instagram at Lenny Rose Active.